What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I, uh, you know, I keep my ear to the ground for the latest things involving chocolate. <laughs> and uh, here is, here's one of them. Built Bar. They have come out with a new flavor this week only. That's July 6th through the 9th. You can get the grasshopper wow. cookie flavor. Mm-hmm. It is really yeah. If I really had a time machine, I would totally get some grasshopper cookie. Yeah, it's uh, built past bars. that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It certainly yeah. is past that. Yeah. But, well, I tell you what, yeah, do it anyway. Yeah, get them. Yeah, get them. What was it's, the other new? One? Didn't you say they had a new? Yeah, they have a new one coming out. It's Rocky, Rocky Road, Road on oh Tuesday. It is so good. It is so good. They have this one is a little more calories. This is the grasshopper cookie, and it's on one fifty. Yeah, one hundred and fifty. Uh, <laughs> like that's uh, a lot calories. of calories for a freaking candy it's bar. It's a chocolate. It's a chocolate bar. It's a candy bar. Yeah. Uh, if you're a living, breathing human being, you know this will uh, please your palate, uh, and also good for you. It's Built Bar. Use the promo code Beck fifteen. Save fifteen percent off your first order. Use promo code Beck fifteen. Fifteen percent off at builtbar.com. Some restrictions do apply, and time travel not allowed. <laughs> Aw, sorry about that. Hey, Brad Thor. Nice is coming up next. Sure, Brad Thor is with us next. He's going to tell us all about the exciting things happening in Norway with his new novel, Black Ice. You don't want to miss, yeah, sure, Sven. Brad Thor is on next. If you're trying to buy or sell a home or both, you're going to need a few things. First of all, you're going to need to know what needs to be done to your house to sell it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, That was uncomfortable when they came in and told me, here's what you need to do. And so then we did. Now we're not even finished and we're getting offers on the house. And uh, now we're not interested. Now we're not interested. Are you kidding me? After a year of doing all this crap to the house? I'm not moving ever. Anyway, um, you need a great real estate agent, a great real estate agent, somebody that knows how to sell a house has qualified buyers already looking for houses like yours. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. You go there. We've already done a lot of the vetting. In fact, we've done all the vetting we need to do, but I want you to do your own homework as well. Um, but we've found somebody who has the best track record in the area, has, has all of the things that really make a real estate agent the best. So, you want the best? Realestateagentsitrust.com. We think we found them. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Buy or sell your house easily. Hey, 
Mr. Brad Thor. Hello, Glenn. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah. Good to be on with you. You know, I remember the days when, you know, you'd you'd send me a, a, a galley of the book, and you were very excited, and you'd be like, Glenn, I... I'm so excited. You got to read this book. And then it would come and it was autographed. The only reason I know this is because I, I've, I've uh, been putting the books back in my shelf at the house. And I have all of your books and most of the galleys. And they're all autographed. Say nice thing. This time I just got something from a PR person. <laughs> <laughs> what? Here's your book, Glenn. Oh. oh, man. So only Stu got to sign one this year. Yeah. Oh, don't lie for him, Stu. Don't lie for him. I will say the gold-plated oh uh, c- you know, you display case was a little over the top, Brad, but I did appreciate it. And I, I will tell you, I also <laughs> said I was not talking to you again until, uh, you know, in, in, until your, uh, your hero, Scott, uh, is, is, walks into a room and somebody's listening to the Glenn Beck program or <laughs> Or just renewing their subscription on the Blaze. It's not happening. It's not happening. Brad, uh, it's good to have you on. I, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, I didn't know you were coming on last week. I didn't know you were coming on. And uh, I, I watched, uh, what is it, American Assassin, uh, mm-hmm. the, the first movie of yours that was made. And I, I forgot how good that was. Really, that was- really good. That was Vince Flynn's book. Thanks a lot, Glenn. No, no, no. Okay, so it's not American Assassin. Which one is it? I don't have any movies yet, Glenn, but thank you. Why don't you oh. just pour some lemon juice in that paper? Oh, I thought that was really it. good. <laughs> so it wasn't like, you man, that wrote it. I'm talking to here. It wasn't I, you that wrote it. I think uh, Glenn's getting a little revenge for his lack of signed copy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I just thought it was really good. Did you write The Hunt for Red October? Because I watched that and it was really good. <sighs> nope, didn't write that one either. <laughs> wow. Huh. So what have you written or, or done? <laughs> I got a couple. Got a couple out there. Yeah. How many? What is this? The the 20th or 19th? 20th in the Scott Harvath series. Yeah. Black Ice. Uh, and uh, this one, uh, he's, you know, it starts and he's on vacation or, well, he's, he's, he's having a good summer uh, and he's on the fjord. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, got a girl Oslo with his, his, his very attractive girlfriend who he, works for the Norwegian Intelligence Service. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because it has an O with a slash through it. So Solvi. Solvi Kolstad. OK. All right. Um, so tell me why this book is uh, as good as a Vince Flynn book. Well, he's out of vacation days, out of sick days, and uh, D.C. calls, wants him back, or they want his resignation. So he decides he's going to come back. It's his calling. He loves his job, and uh, he's getting ready to leave, and he's walking out of a cafe in Oslo and sees a ghost climb out of a taxi right. cab, somebody he killed years ago halfway around the world, and that starts off a huge chase all the way up into the Arctic. So here's the thing. You, you and I have known each other. We've been friends for a very, very long time. And I, I, I think I coined the term uh, faction is what you write um, because it is it's always based in facts. And I can always tell what you're concerned about just by reading your books. And in reading this one, you are you are concerned about something happening in the Arctic uh, and and how far behind Russia and China are um in the area can you tell me what you were thinking on this 
So uh, I've been friends with the former National Security Advisor, Robert O'Brien, since college. And this was an issue that I had brought up with him, uh, is China inserting itself into the Arctic. So the Arctic is getting warmer and warmer, and the ice is melting up there, which provides a lot of opportunities. And China, suddenly, the Russians were bad enough up there. They've opened up 50, more than 50 old Cold War era bases up in the Arctic. So they're moving very quickly up there. And China has declared itself a quote-unquote near Arctic state, which is the Seinfeld of diplomatic terms, because it means absolutely nothing. The the closest China is to the Arctic Circle, any settlements over 800 miles away. So China's trying to get a foothold up there. They've got two icebreakers. They're putting icebreakers up there. We only have one, and it doesn't work very well. Why? Russians have 30. We fell behind the curve. Even Mike Pompeo said we are playing catch up in the Arctic and there but, are but why is it important that we're up in the Arctic? So there are huge deposits of rare earth minerals, gas, oil. There's a whole bunch of stuff up there that we're going to want access to on the commercial side. On the national security side, we don't want Russia and China militarizing the Arctic and taking over that area. China has been sneaking soldiers in, posing as scientists. It's, they're moving very quickly. It is the next Cold War, uh, no pun intended, is what's going on up in the Arctic. Okay, so that's why that's what you're uh, concerned about. But you also in it, and, and maybe it's maybe it's just me, but uh, I felt there was a little uh, Eric Swalwell uh, influence in this book. <laughs> well, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's yes, very, very good. Yes. So the Chinese have all these different forms of statecraft. And I joke in the book that they have as many forms of statecraft as the Eskimo have words for snow. So there is a kind of a honeypot operation uh, where someone, the Chinese are trying to get influence in D.C. And they put a very attractive young woman, Chinese woman, Chinese woman living in L.A., up to uh, sweetening a deal with somebody to try to get uh, China's ends pushed through in Congress. Correct. Did, Very good. Did Swalwell? Yeah, no, I'm I'm not a dummy. I mean, I don't get you know any kind of phone calls from my friend to say, hey, I'm coming on or anything like that. But but I do. I mean, I'm not a dummy. I do read. Um, <laughs> did Did Swalwell play any? What What did Swalwell the Fang Fang thing play any role in this? Yeah, I think that was that was something that was, you know, I was clipping a lot of articles out of the paper when this was happening. And, you know, there have been people that have been busted for not uh, registering as a foreign agent. That's another thing that really makes me mad. In fact, they just busted another guy for lobbying on behalf of UAE uh, Monday. So that kind of stuff, people trying to exert influence on behalf of foreign nations in not registering as an agent is something that I don't like, particularly yeah. when it's Americans doing it. I, I just think it's absolutely it's terrible. And I don't care what party you come from. You cannot do that. You can't go in and try to lobby for China or somebody else uh, and not, you know, basically wear it on your sleeve like a NASCAR uniform. I want to know who's paying you. Yeah. You um, uh, the spy says something in the book that stuck out. I underlined. It said, uh, uh, don't think of it as China. Think of it as a consortium of investors, along with an experienced Chinese oil and gas corporation. What do you mean by that? So there's a, there is a lot of trying to put people at ease when uh, when they're making these deals. The Chinese they're very happy to you know let people wet their beak and make money off these deals, and they phrase it in 
put it in certain terms so that people really can tell themselves, lie to themselves, that they're not doing this on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party. But that's exactly what's going on, regardless of who China puts up as a face on this thing. They, you know, the Chinese tried to buy a Canadian uh, mining company in the Arctic so they could actually get some real estate in the Arctic that right. they could claim as theirs. Uh, I mean, and the, the stuff they were doing in Norway, using a Chinese uh, real estate investor and trying to use him to buy all this property up there. So it's, it is a creeping, endless thing as China pursues this Belt and Road Initiative, where they're putting money all over the world and then trying to influence the politics and the governments where they're making heavy investments. How, and it's not how, a good thing. how bad are we, Brad? Well, you know, we've got a lot of problems and it's, it goes back decades and over multiple administrations. I mean, you know, under Clinton, there was the missile technology from Laurel that got uh, given yep. to the Chinese and they, they, they bullied the crap out of American companies who do business in China to turn over their, their sensitive uh, trade secrets and things like that. So it's, it's a bad thing. But the, the thing that steams me the most is that they were putting the brakes on the WHO in the beginning of COVID so that they could go around the world and try to buy up the PPE. They knew it was coming. They knew how bad COVID was going to be. And they still made the WHO drag their feet while they went around you know, gobbling up masks and all sorts of stuff. It's just, we need to be much better as a country. They are a national security threat. Yet, if you're on cholesterol medication, guess where it comes from? Yeah, I know. China. It's, it's, we have sold our souls to the Chinese. I mean, we're looking, we're the ones who invented the damn chip. And now we get all of the chips. GM has stopped making trucks. And they say this chip shortage may, may go on uh, until 2023. Yeah, it's, it's, crazy and with two teens uh, who needed cars uh, it's 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 nuts what's going on and if we don't get control of our supply chains and stop manufacturing critical items like PPE and like medications in China we're never going to be able to stand up to them when we need to when you look at I don't know if you saw what happened yesterday but uh, it it felt like something that China would do there came out and said that this was just a software update that caused a a shutdown of like Bank of America's website, um, AT&T. I mean, a whole list of giant corporations uh, were offline yesterday for a while. And I thought if this is a cyber attack, this shows how people are just don't do not take us seriously and how far behind we are in our infrastructure we and, and don't talk to me about the infrastructure joe biden is doing i mean actual protection of our infrastructure we have i i think we're already in a war with china and uh and russia it's just a cyber war unlike we've ever seen before are we prepared at all no, not on this front, not in what's called gray zone conflict, which is where the cyber attacks, that's the, the term for the arena in which those are happening. And Glenn, you and I years ago, years ago, talked about a white paper that was written by two Chinese PLA colonels called yeah. Unrestricted Warfare, where these Chinese strategists, military strategists said there is no way they could ever beat the United States on the conventional battlefield. So they needed to find other ways, things that we took for granted and thought were harmless and could weaponize those and turn them against us and use them against us. And 
that's where we're at, and we are woefully ill-prepared to handle uh, this kind of conflict. And it's not going to let up. Look at the key. Look at the uh, the the gas pipeline that got shut down uh, with ransomware from those uh, Russian hackers. It's bad. And the Chinese, we hear all about the Russian hackers all the time, but the Chinese are even more sophisticated. They have office buildings just full of these people that all they do is hack and look for vulnerabilities all day long. Brad Thor, the uh, author of a new thriller that is out perfect for the summer. Uh, it's called Black Ice. More in uh, just a second. He's also he's also the movie uh, Born Identity. Really? Was his, that was his. Very wow. sure. It's incredible. I mean, I would lose. <laughs> <laughs> I'd lose respect for him if that wasn't his uh, movie. But uh, all right, let me tell you about Rough Greens. <clears throat> Ray lives in uh, Alabama. <laughs> he writes in about his dog's experience with Rough Greens. He says, we've tried our share of supplements with our dog, Boris. Are you going to mess with a dog named Boris? Uh, he would refuse any. Fo- I'm not eating food without supplement on it. He's a very finicky eater, and he'll refuse the food he doesn't like, regardless of how, how hungry he is. We started Boris on just a trace of rough greens, and he was a little hesitant to try it. However, we were able to get him to eat it, and soon he would eagerly eat his meals without half to three quarters of the recommended dose. Even with that, he's happier, healthier. He's ready to play at a moment's notice. Glenn, thank you so much. Ray, thank you for giving it a try. And I love the fact that you named your dog Boris. It's uh, not a dog food. It's something you put on your dog's food. It's a supplement filled with all the things that make your dog healthier and happier. And you can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Call them today. 10 seconds. Station ID. Thor. Hello, Glenn. <laughs> it's been a long time, Brad. You know, it's great to have you back on, man. Oh, yeah. I'm loving this one. Lots of fun. <laughs> Don't you, did you forget about how much you loved being interviewed by Glenn Beck? Uh-huh. Did you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, career, all-time career high today. This is great. Did you ever... Uh, <laughs> were you ever interviewed by Amos? What, what, was I ever what? Interviewed by Amos. Oh God! Yeah, he was. He told me he was going to come down to Nashville and whoop my ass. He was. He was a rough guy, and I said, "Who's going to hold the oxygen bottle for you, Don?" Wow! I step on your hose. That's it. Game over, old man. Yeah, he was great. Well, I just wanted to make you feel like you were on the IMUS in the morning program today. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Call my therapist now. Well, I mean, you need somebody to take you down a notch. You know, you're. You're walking around. Big oh, bestseller. I've got I've got twenty, mm-hmm. you know, twenty number one bestsellers. Mm-hmm. Look at me, I'm a big deal. I don't need my friends anymore. I don't need to send them a book. I don't need to do that. I get somebody else on my team to do that. Mm. I only... Make sure Jeffy hides the book in his office, Stu, please. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> How have things been with you? They've been good. They've been good. You know, we tried to find the bright spot in the pandemic with, you know, our daughters leaving for college in a couple of weeks. And we Mm. said, when were we going to get the chance to have our teenagers home 24 hours a day, seven days a week? And that was, it was looking at the bright 
that lasted a couple of days. That was yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we didn't enjoy it uh, for very long. We enjoyed it for about I think three months, uh, and then it got really dicey, uh, really dicey, and we had to fumigate my son's room. Um, but uh, it, it was it was tough. It was tough. I mean, at the end, I think our family is closer than it's ever been. Um, but it, it was really tough. And they're talking about doing it again. Yeah, that's the, that's the scary thing. I'm watching this. And, you know, my wife, Trish, uh, is a doc. And she came from a medical research background before she ever became a doctor. And, you know, we're eyeballing the, the, the Delta variant. But what scared the crap out of me this week is how now all the Republicans are coming out telling people to get vaccinated. Mitch McConnell and, you know, Hannity, Sean Hannity saying stuff. Everybody's singing from the same hymnal all of a sudden. And it makes me wonder what the Biden administration reached out and told them, because now everybody's coordinated. So I will tell you, I'll tell you what happened at Fox with me. Uh, There was a point where I was called into an office and uh, they said, you got to stop talking. I don't even remember what it was. Stop talking about this. And uh, I said, hmm. And they said, look, you're destroying the network. Um, you know, <laughs> they said, we can't get, we are being told we will be blocked from every press conference uh, unless you stop talking about such and such. And I didn't stop talking about it. Uh, it was a rough, a rough few months there towards the end. But uh, I, I think, you know, the White House has an awful lot of power when it comes to news. They have an awful yeah. lot of power. Um, and are you against the vaccine? No, I, I got vaccinated as quickly as I okay. could. Yeah. So I'm actually glad that they're encouraging people, but it was so weird. They wouldn't, they, I, you know, and you've got Tommy uh, Tuberville coming out. It's just all of a sudden there's a concerted effort on the right to encourage people where a lot of people were playing peekaboo with it, not taking a position, not really talking about it. Even Steve Scalise has come out. He's like, I just got the vaccine. So the fact that everybody's pulling the oars in the same direction in this polarized partisan tribal warfare culture scares the crap out of me because I'm wondering why all of a sudden are we all on the same message? Well, unless something bad's coming. I mean, don't you think that everybody is uh, concerned a little bit? I know we are concerned about, you know, Klobuchar yesterday uh, coming in and saying HHS is going to have power to be able to say what's misinformation, what's not. And, you know, we're going to start punishing those who uh, are spreading misinformation when I don't even know what misinformation is at this point on, on COVID. Yeah. I mean, cause stuff changed, stuff changes and then they back Correct. up and then you can reinstate certain tweets now that the, the facts on the right. ground have shifted. You know, the I don't like silencing speech because it is a slippery slope. You know, it's okay. Well, your stuff incites racism. So that's bad and blah, 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 blah. You know, it, it is, it is, scary that it's coming to this again i worry what do they know what are they so afraid of is coming that they've spooked all the republicans to get on message and now they're going after the you know the social media companies for disinformation i it's you know i'm spooked i don't know if what they're seeing is too many breakthrough infections and they're worried about you know the vaccines basically being rendered useless for the rest of us by the way more hang on more in a second with brad thor she's a guy comes on he just takes over american financing <laughs> nmls 182334 <laughs> www.nmls oh, i can just talk whenever i want to talk brad thor Jeez. why don't you write it down 
Maybe you'd write a good book. Uh, here is our uh, sponsor this half hour. Our sponsor is American Financing. Taylor writes in about his experience with American Financing. He says, uh, Craig was very helpful, helpful in securing me a lower interest rate for refinance. Uh, our entire process was so easy and so fast. I was contacted quickly. My questions were answered. And I was able to defer two months of payments. And the closing was a breeze. It happened at my house. Tyler's experience is very different than experiences that I have ever had on closing mortgages until you start using American financing. Many of us here at the studios have used American financing because they work for you. Pick up that phone today and call American financing. Make a decision that could positively affect you and your family's whole life by saving a ton of money right now american financing 800-906-2440 americanfinancing.net and hit blaze tv.com slash glenn promo code is glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to blaze tv more with brad thor next back when our uh, our government was smart we ran something called the Red Cell Project, and uh, and Brad Thor was part of that. He was part of some of the best fiction writers in America uh, that write action fiction. Uh, and they brought him into the Pentagon and said, come up with scenarios that we may not be thinking of on, on how we could be hit by terrorists. Uh, Brad is a guy who studies this deeply. The one reason why I like him is he'll tell the truth of what he feels and what he's thinking, what he's worried about. And uh, there's no hold bar because he's a he's an author. Um, and so you can kind of think out loud with him. He has a new book out called Black Ice. It is the 20th in uh, his number one uh, series. Uh, Black Ice available now for the summer. Another great summer read from Brad Thor. Brad, I, we had to cut you off because you just kept going, going. Uh, but I want you to give you an opportunity to finish the uh, the thing you were talking about. You know what you were concerned about with why the why everybody is starting to say, "Got to have the vaccine, got to have the vaccine." Yeah, it, so it, I'm pro vaccine, and I got yeah. vaccinated as quickly as I could. So, but I I watch things. I I listen for what's being said as well as what's not being said. And so there was this resistance on the right in certain corners to be uh, pro-vaccine. Uh, there was kind of this catering to the anti-vax crowd. And we know mm-hmm. that the Russians love that anti-vax stuff. And yes. they, they've, been, they've been pushing anti-vax propaganda via Facebook and stuff before COVID even hit. So we're playing into the enemy's hands when we distrust the vaccine and things like that. So, you know, there's things that we can do to get people more on board, you know, take, no longer make it an emergency use authorization, get the FDA to fully approve it. So then it, you know, people will have that added uh, confidence, but it, it is interesting that you've got Steve Scalise, Mitch McConnell, you know, uh, Hannity, Sean saying stuff, everybody's pulling on the oars in the same direction this week. all of a sudden. Yeah. And that, that, that's weird. And it makes me, it's good. It's good. I would have loved to have had this a long time ago and I'm glad to have it now. But the fact that everybody's on board this week just really makes me wonder, what does the White House see coming? What does 
you know, our, the CDC. What's going on that they spooked? It feels to me like suddenly the Republicans got a talking to and got spooked, and they're like, oh, boy, yeah, well, can we I, need to be much. Can I ask you a question? It, it started over in Wuhan, um, and it spread all around the world. Mm-hmm. Was was China after Wuhan? I kind of lost track. Did it affect China as deeply as it did the rest of the world all across China? No, they. but they're a different type of government. They can seal a city and not let anybody out. They can tell you, don't leave your house. You know what I mean? When we do things here, they expect about 50% uh, of the people are going to actually abide by the public health guidelines. In China, they can, they can get that up to 100%. They find you on the street, they'll throw you in the gulag. So it's a little bit different, but they did very well economically. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't take the massive hit that we took. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's, you know, my niece was on one of the last flights out of there. She was doing a church mission in Wuhan, and we just oh got her gosh. home in time. Yeah, no, so it was, we were glad to get her out of there. But, yeah, I, listen, better late than never on the messaging. I, I want everybody to be healthy. We're seeing, you know, just hospitals filling up again. I, I, I don't want people to have COVID. There are potential long-term implications. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. I, I had it. I got it. Um, uh, strangely, right after I stopped taking hydroxychloroquine, uh, stopped taking that. And all of a sudden, my family had had it. But I was on hydroxychloroquine uh, and uh, uh, the family all got it. I skated through six months later. I stopped taking hydroxychloroquine and I got it almost immediately. So but that uh, don't worry about that. That was medical misinformation. Um, uh, Brad, let me ask you, like, holy crap, did he take that stuff? Oh my God. Yeah, I know. Um, I did take that and it, and it, and it worked. I'm telling you it worked. Um, you know, you, you, you talk about the Arctic circle and China and, and Russia in black ice. Uh, let me, let me stay on China here for a second. Cause you are saying that a cold war is happening. I, I, I worry about a hot war and, and here's why. Uh, China is not messing around. Uh, China has already just taken Hong Kong and nobody said a word. Mm -hmm. The next thing they are going to do is take Taiwan. They're already positioning for it. Um, They're letting the world know that's theirs. They're silencing the speech of anyone who says it's a it's a separate country, separate of China. By the way, Taiwan is an independent country separate from China. Um, and I don't think we, we have an obligation to protect Taiwan, but I don't think we're going to. No, I don't think we're going to either. And in fact, if you look at what happened in Ukraine with Putin going and taking the Crimean Peninsula, nothing happened. There was a strongly worded uh, letter from the Obama administration and they got kicked out of the, what was it, the the kicked out of the G9. Um, there, There are no consequences. And if we don't enforce these kinds of red lines, then nobody's going to respect us. Right. And the other big thing that came out was the whole study about the U.S. Navy, that we are not doing well with our Navy. It's, it's in bad shape. We're hoping a new secretary of the Navy is going to be able to turn things around, but uh-huh. it, it's, it's bad. Instead of teaching people to kick ass in the Navy, we're teaching them to kiss ass, and that's how you rise through the ranks. Uh, guys like Nimitz and Halsey, people who helped us win World War II, couldn't be admirals today. So let me go back to let me go back to Taiwan, because you, you said what what I was driving towards. If we let people pass lines, no one will respect us. 
I don't want to get involved in a bunch of foreign wars and everything else. However, this Taiwan has always been a very bright red line. If if we if we pretend like we're going to continue this uh, policy and, and protect Taiwan and China goes in and we do nothing, literally, where is our power? Is it all gone? It's absolutely gone on the world stage. The ability to influence anyone is completely gone. When the Soviet Union broke up, about a third of their nukes were in Ukraine. And we begged Ukraine to get rid of them. We'll help you get rid of them. And Ukraine said, well, what's in it for us if we get rid of our nukes? And we signed a pledge to Ukraine saying, we will never let anybody invade you. We'll never let anybody take over your territory. And then Putin did just that. And so that wasn't worth anything. It was supposed to be a bright red line. And the Obama administration just let Putin walk right across it. So I, I don't have a lot of hopes. If China grabs Taiwan, I don't have a lot of hopes that that's a red line that we're going to go to war over. I think people are tired of war in this country. Oh, After Afghanistan are. and Iraq, we are a war-weary public. And I think bad actors are going to take advantage of that. Um, last question for you, uh, Brad. Um, my son, Rafe, since you last saw him, has grown up. He's, uh, he's turning 16 next month, and uh, uh, he is, I mean, he's turning into a man all of a sudden. And he, he announced to me a couple, of, uh, a couple of weeks ago that he's thinking about either being a Navy SEAL or Marine Force Recon. Wow. And uh, uh, I said a couple of things. Better study a little bit more. Uh, and, uh, the second thing is I didn't vocalize was I not sure I want him to go into the military because I'm not sure what the military is going to be like in three years with all of the stuff that is going on, uh, with, you know, CRT and all this garbage. Yeah, so that's, that is a big, big issue. So my thing has always been, if, if we have an all-volunteer force, if you go and sign up and do, your, uh, do a, a patriotic act of, uh, of, of selflessness by joining the military, I want you to be respected. I want you to be treated well. I, want, I, don't, want, I, I don't care if you're gay or straight. If you're willing to pick up a rifle for this country, God bless you. I am so Likewise. grateful for you. Yeah. But I don't think we should be adopting any kind of indoctrination that teaches one group of people that just because of their skin color, that somehow they are racist or, you know, if, if Mark Milley wants to read books to better understand black culture so that black soldiers can feel more uh, part of the army, I didn't know that there was a problem where black soldiers were feeling they weren't integrated fully into the army. If that issue exists or it's a hard thing to do to recruit in the black community and that's just a book, I'm big on book reading. If that helps you appeal better to that community to recruit, good, do it. But I don't want to see white soldiers taught that somehow they're inherently evil just because they were born white because that's not true and uh, that's not that's not how we make fighting men and women is is fracturing uh, the the service up like that that's not how you do it so would you send your son into the military today Absolutely. I'm the son of a United States Marine. And if my son said, I want to go serve, I would be proud to to see him join the military. All right. So take out your, you know, your family history, Navy SEAL or Marine Force Recon. Which one? Well, boy, that's because remember, you're going to replace Scott with Rafe in one of the books. So, you know, which one should he go? Yeah. 
I hope he likes cold water. Yeah. He's going to get a bunch of it both ways. I know. I know. Fantastic. They're both absolutely fantastic. So, um, you know what? You can't go wrong. That is it. That is a no lose situation. You're going to do a lot of swimming as, uh, in either camp. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Brad Thor. Thank you so much. Good to talk to you, my friend. You too, buddy. Thank right. you. It's uh, Brad Thor, the uh, name of the book that is out right now, and he is always... Is he off? Okay. I'll tell you the truth. Every one of his books is fantastic. Just fantastic. Always worth a great read. Um, I think he and, he and Vince Flynn were my favorite writers, uh, and still are my favorite writers of uh, faction Uh, as I like to call it. This latest is Black Ice by Brad Thor. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about a service called VidAngel. VidAngel gives you control over the content in your homes. So, for instance, um, my wife and I, we we watch... uh, uh, Oh, shoot. What's the name of that stupid with Kevin Costner up in uh, Wyoming? Uh, Yellowstone. We watch Yellowstone and, uh, you know, it's not something that we would watch with the kids and, you know, I wouldn't mind it if, you know, some of the scenes uh, weren't uh, weren't in it. We discovered a service called VidAngel. VidAngel gives you control over the content in your home. If you've ever said there's nothing that we can watch as a family because everything has swearing in it now. Everything is using the F word. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. If you've ever felt that way, you need to sign up for VidAngel because it doesn't edit things. It allows you to skip parts that you don't want to see. So you set the filters for what you want to see or what you don't want to see in your home. You don't want to see, you know, everybody hot and lathered up and, you know, in bed. You don't want to have foul language. You set what the language is, how much of it you can tolerate all the way to none. uh, And it will take and cut that thing down. It doesn't cut it. It just filters it out uh, and you just skip that part of it. It's quite amazing. It's VidAngel. You can find it now at VidAngelBeck.com. Use the code Beck1 and try VidAngel for a month for only a dollar. They've got 11,000 episodes from TV, 2,500 movies that already have the algorithm. So you can just you can just um, uh, skip all the parts that you don't want to see. Uh, Yellowstone, I think, is one of them. Uh, VidAngel at VidAngelBeck.com. VidAngelBeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program. So I'm going to give you the uh, latest uh, poll. This is uh, not a good poll. Um, we would like to know how you would wait, rate race relations between various groups in the United States these day. Would you say that race relations between white and black people are very good, somewhat good, somewhat bad, or very bad? Uh, back in 2001, it was uh, very to somewhat good, 63%, to bad, somewhat bad, Thirty-five percent, and it got as far away as seventy-two to twenty-six by two thousand four. 
then it started to narrow as we started to go in towards the election of 2008. Uh, it went 64-34 in uh, 2006. Then it went up in 2007-71 to 28. And then Obama actually held it pretty steady at 68 to 30, which is, <clears throat> to me, remarkable. <clears throat> and then something happened in 2013. It went from 70 uh, positive to uh, and 30 negative. By 2015, it was 53 negative to 47 positive. Now, what could that have been? That number, that poll was taken in 2015. I think that was the lead up to the election. I think that was the, you know, the BLM, the, the, uh, the first marches of BLM had just started. Um, and then you had the election. And of course, Donald Trump, who was really popular with African-Americans, had to be separated from African-Americans. So they had to start calling him a racist, et cetera, et cetera. And it went... Uh, 53 negative, 47 positive. Once he got into office, it was 53 positive, 46 negative until 2019. That's when we start to see the switch. 2019, it goes haywire and it is growing ever wider apart. It's now 57, 42 negative. How do you think things are between with race relations we haven't seen this in a very long time and it is it has been very expensive for the left it has taken an awful lot of work and brain power but congratulations they have succeeded in splitting this nation apart and reversing trends that we had been making in positive ways since the 1960s we had been making progress now they have reversed that that's thank you to our teachers that are insisting on teaching critical race theory thanks to our labor unions that are doing the same thanks to the media thanks to the democratic national party this is the glenn Beck program